Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not all things Anakin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to an emergency episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and only Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes! Yes! (laughs) I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. Oh, my God! Clacks on alert! Clacks on alert! (laughs) It's here, finally! It's happening, we are bumping our Hera episode. She will come next week because finally, after months and even years yes. <laughs> of waiting for this, we are fine. We finally got the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer yesterday, and it was glorious, <laughs> top to bottom, glorious. And both of our phones exploded with messages from everybody. Oh, oh can I just say, for the record. I sometimes work third shift and I was on third shift when this happened. So I was asleep during the day, you know, so I can work at night. And when I woke up, my phone had just like, I was like, what happened? What is happening? And oh my God, it was so great to see. What a thing to wake up to. Yeah, I was saying that I was like, it sucks. Leanne is sleeping I know, of all days. This I, is the day. <laughs> hey, it was it was fun to wake up to because I, it did not disappoint. I just yeah. felt like I was behind by a few hours, you know. <laughs> this fandom moves really fast. Like I texted oh you gosh. that morning that um, the, uh, the official accounts, like the social media accounts had woken up with yes. their hello there. <laughs> tweets and instagram messages and stuff but i didn't expect the trailer to be like right after that you know yeah it's just been like one like one thing after another because they did the entertainment weekly article and all those pictures then the trailer then now there's new articles today coming out it's just a lot it's a lot and everybody a, a very common thing i saw yesterday on instagram with all my associates and friends and they were all exhausted by the end of the day because yes. there's just so much feeling and energy that yes. happened yesterday. It was, but collectively, it was excellent energy. Everyone was really happy, and yeah. and myself included. I, you know, because teaser trailers can go, they can show not enough, they can show too much, they can. I mean, yeah, they kept a lot of stuff hidden, which I'm glad. But oh my god, the stuff they did show. Yeah. And the music. The The music. music. Yes. Because John Williams is back. John Williams, the king, the the master. Maestro. (laughs) Yeah, maestro. (laughs) Um, We got some clips of some of our old favorite music themes from Star Wars. Everyone was just like bursting into tears. Yeah. That was the most common thing I saw comments-wise. When Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Was, I was just like, okay, so they went there, and I'm I'm this happy. I'm so happy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was so dramatic. Like, melodrama is Star Wars' middle name. And yes. It was just like, black screen, cue the choral music. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and 
I noticed that the Disney logo at the end added some saber flair, like a yes. lightsaber cut, which took them long enough, but that was yeah, great. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, did they just come up with that or did were they only saving it? That makes a lot of sense. Were, were they just saving it for Obi-Wan? Because it's blue. It could I be his. So. It belongs know? to him. He deserves the extra flair and flash. Yes. <laughs> My God, and does... You and McGregor look great. I mean, he looks haggard as fuck, but that's what we want. Who wouldn't from, be? After all that, his, <laughs> let's start with the initial line. It's over. We lost. Yeah. Okay. That was enough to kill me right there. Right. To hear Obi-Wan, you and McGregor as Obi-Wan since, for the first time since the early 2000s, yeah. mind you. It was overwhelming. I had a couple people say, like, they're so used to James Arnold Taylor now as Obi-Wan yes. that it was kind of shocking to hear Ewan McGregor's voice again as Obi-Wan. Shocking, but so perfect. Yeah. Because, oh man, it was his voice. It was, oh, this is Obi-Wan's <laughs> voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But to hear those terribly sad words yeah. of the truth of it, that was sad. That was... So I already feel pretty confident this is going to go the way we're hoping. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Especially you see like the Entertainment Weekly has that picture of him sitting alone in alone? a cave, like barefoot with just a sleeping pallet and a pillow. It's just well, like, now, wow. <laughs> some people are hypothesizing or theorizing that he could be talking to Qui-Gon in that moment. And I hope so. That's what I was thinking. Who else I would mean, he be talking about? As in it, we, the Jedi, who else could he say that to? Yeah, and I know they can manipulate photographs to look however they want. And there was a noticeable blue tint to that photo, mm, which mm -hmm. I, I do wonder if like maybe a force ghost could give that color. Or maybe it's just... Qui-Gon's oh. blue energy, because he definitely... <laughs> Well, yeah. he can't be a ghost, I guess, right? Like, he can't be... Oh, yeah, no, you're right. It would have to be the energy of it, not... Yeah. They hadn't quite perfected that. Yeah, which is so funny because I just texted you a few days ago. I was watching some of the Lost Mission episodes and Qui-Gon appeared to Yoda as these twinkling lights. And yes. I was like, they could do that in the Kenobi series. Absolutely they could. They'd save a shit ton of money. Because as you appropriately <laughs> said when we were talking about this initially, about how we were going to discuss this, put a microphone in front of our face and go to town on it, you said, yeah. I'm convinced that they blew the budget on the Kenobi show, and that's why all the other offshoot shows on Disney Plus have had, like, less than fabulous yeah. uh, appearances. Yeah. I think I think so. Yeah. I stand I mean, by the, that. <laughs> the, the trailer is cinematic. It's, it this looks is a, like a movie. It yeah. looks like a movie. And I I have... I feel really good. I feel... I, I have a good feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it definitely gave me hope that the whole show will be what I really deeply want. I'm okay with not having my expectations met 100% because obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been disappointed in the past and I've learned my lesson to not have oh, too, sure. much, too much expectation. I would love, all I really want to see <laughs> is Obi-Wan being sad as fuck <laughs> and maybe Check. as in... Uh, uh, snark wars as they say doing some handsome crying <laughs> oh check check mark i think uh, we're gonna get those things <laughs> yeah if i get those two things i'll be very happy for several years <laughs> i can't argue with that i would i would be just as pleased yeah. those two things that's all we're asking 
Yeah. I think we're going to get it. That's all I need. <laughs> I mean, he's sullen in a lot of the shit that we saw. I mean, he is not happy, except when he looked out at little Luke. Yeah. It seemed he was content in it's that moment. It's all he's got now. <laughs> it's all he's got. But how about some Phantom Menace Anakin flashbacks with that little Luke Dude. playing with his... Oh my God, like doing yeah. a little airplane. A little pod racer. I can't. Like goggles like Anakin. <laughs> this is... This is the boy who's going to grow into the man who's going to save the fucking galaxy. Yeah. I can't at how perfectly humble his beginnings are and like how incredible of a human he evolves into. I mean, yeah. just that one shot evoked so many memories <laughs> and so many feelings. Such a little oh. innocent heart <laughs> down there. Ten years old, sitting up there pretending he's pod racing or whatever he's doing. It's blissfully so unaware that his father is literally seeking out every yeah. <laughs> literally tasking people to hunt down what remains of the Jedi or anyone who's force sensitive for that matter. Yeah. Which oh my God, the Inquisitor. I the, know. Oh my the, God. The, the Grand Inquisitor. I mean, huh? I love. I love the people are complaining that his head is the wrong. His head shape. is. What is wrong? Let me ask you a, an honest question, Star Wars fandom. Why are we having issues with the size of our <laughs> of our animation to live action characters' heads? Why are we having a problem with this? They had a problem with Cad Bane. Oh yeah, Get the his fuck face over is it. all like smushed in the front. Like. They do, you do understand, right? They're trying to make an alien come alive on screen. I'm pretty sure. Like, People are arguing, though, that we had that alien in live action first. It's the aliens that Obi-Wan talks to on Utapau in Revenge of the Sith. The ones with the, like, scary fang teeth. What alien race? They're tr- They're being held captive by General Grievous, and they have the, like, Dracula collars. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Interesting. Payuan? It's P-A-U apostrophe A-N. So who the hell knows? But I don't know. That's, but that's still, interesting. Like, yeah. the proportions are, are totally fucked well, up with the guy's I, head. We're getting a fucking Inquisitor and some and some sisters here. The seventh right. sister. The, you know, we're going to get some badass bitches going to hunt down. <laughs> I, I i'm just i'm just happy for that like the sister looks amazing amazing i can't remember what her I number mean, is is she like the seventh sister or something i don't but... i actually don't know i just threw the seventh out there because that's the one i'm used to referring to the most <laughs> <laughs> yeah she looks like a fucking badass oh my god i can't wait to see what her character does so like I feel like we could just jump all over the place with everything. Well, let's let's try and get our let's let's get ourselves organized as possible because we have a lot to cover. <laughs> so we just kind of like go through it a little bit, like step might by step. as well. Yeah, I mean, of course, the first shot is of sand because it's it's because got to be sand. In absolutely. Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah, and Obi Wan is riding a, a strange looking. He's one with the animals. He really yes. is. He's never not befriended a creature in Star Wars that that I can remember. I know this creature's name. What are these creatures? Why can't I think of it, Leanne? Because there's too many to think of. <laughs> I read the book, though. I even knew the animal's name. Like, if this oh, is shit. the one from the book, it's, like, got a special name. Well, it looks like a camel. It does, yeah. Which... I wonder if they dressed up a camel 
Like they probably they, did. How they dressed up elephants as banthas. For the banthas. I mean, I need a stuffed bantha. I said this before. Oh, that'd be so cute. I think it would be great with my stuffed um, salacious crumb. That's adorable. So, <laughs> you know, all the things from Tatooine, right? Yeah. The an- Okay, so I remember the animal's name from the book. He calls it Rue. As oh. in Paul? As in RuPaul? <laughs> Sashay away. Shantae, you stay, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Vader, sashay away. <laughs> Can you imagine shit? And then he's overlooking little baby, little little child Luke yeah. Skywalker being fucking all sorts of adorable. Yeah. Well, <sighs> first of all, there's that silhouette shot of him in the town. I yes. don't know what he's doing, but oh my god. Well, I slowed it down. So I went I went through this frame by frame. Okay. Because Very nice. <laughs> because obsessed. Cuz that's what we do here. And it here. seems it seems as though I likened it it looked like he was slicing off maybe some food ra- rations or something. Mm. Um or maybe I can't imagine him like working cuz it would give himself away, but he does have to go into town and get food. So right. it looked like he was in an assembly line or a cafeteria line or some sort of line of like and he was slicing a it looked like the pink slime that McDonald's allegedly uses in their food. <laughs> Which I mean, Ray's food from Jakku looked just as disgusting. I was so, going to say that actually that place and scene reminded me a lot of Ray. Right? She brought back parts and was cleaning them, you know? Yes. And, Yep. Uh, yeah, it definitely was and, a callback to that to me. Yeah, so, I mean, food can't be good for the poor in Tatooine. No, I'm sure and, no one's And very... Obi-Wan's probably trying to lay as low as possible, so he's he's not going to go get the finest meal yeah. in town. Well, I just appreciate the lock of hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hanging the, forward. The <laughs> Although, we're getting a little tiny bit too close to Attack of the Clones mullet. But I think they blow dried the wave away from him this time instead of yeah. in. There's so, no round brush involved no, here. No, this was an air dry. I think they learned their lesson. <laughs> just, I mean, I guess on Tatooine. There's no humidity. There isn't. So you can just <laughs> just let it air dry. Everything can just air dry. <laughs> It'll be dry in two seconds. No problems. There's two suns drying everything. Two sons and two seconds. Oh, that's a name of a Star Wars porno. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. It it should be. If it isn't, it should be. <laughs> I don't know what kind of porno, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway. After we see Obi-Wan in the desert with Luke, and he's looking haggard, and Luke is looking adorable, <laughs> yeah. we then get shots of what appears to be the Inquisitor area, the their palace, they're on some unknown planet, unless yeah. you know the planet. I don't know. It's just a water planet, it seems, like a spire in the middle of the water and ocean. Yeah, I don't. No. Wouldn't it be interesting if it was Camino? <laughs> well, I, I actually had this thought. Like, Palpatine would take over Camino. Oh, yeah. And would make it, like, as a fuck you, put his crew there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind so, of evil bastard he is, yeah, for sure. Right. Then we get to sad Obi-Wan on the train. <laughs> yes. It also looks like, it looks like the same kind of land 
train that we got in Book of Boba, Boba Fett. Yeah, so yeah. That, I really like that tie in. Of that. I, I like that. Um, we also get Poncho Obi-Wan. He has now joined the ranks <laughs> of the other yeah. greats. In the poncho world, tattooing poncho. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, a must. The tat the Tatooine poncho brigade. Like he he so made funny. it. He's officially yeah. made it. He's just you know maybe trying to get his Qui Gon feels going. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. And then then there's like this shot that reminds me a lot of a scene from Gladiator of the townspeople seeing someone's feet like you see the bottom oh. of the feet which implies like somebody's hanging as an example absolutely empire is using someone to instill fear we saw yes. this in rebels by the way if you haven't yet now would be a good time to watch rebels because you're gonna miss a lot yeah there's some tie-in stuff that's gonna be a lot important. of important tie-in stuff and i mean we don't know the surprises that are in store, but judging from the trailer itself, like you're going to have to watch Rebels if you haven't yet. Yeah, the amount of Inquisitors that we see mm, just alone. in this trailer yeah, yeah. imply that there's going to be a lot of tie-in there. So there's also the dialogue. I think it might have started by this point where you hear the Inquisitor talking about how to capture Jedi. I loved that part the most. I think it was my favorite part of this trailer. The Honestly, if this is the caliber of writing we're going to get... I was 100%. just, as soon as I heard the dialogue, not, the performance is great, but the written lines, I was like, man, I wish I had written that. That's so it's, good. They encapsulated what a Jedi was in like two sentences. Like how you would find a Jedi. Yeah. The, the Jedi code is like an itch. They can't help themselves. Yeah. And like their compassion, they can't help it. And to think like to have that used against you as a weapon and you know, Vader knows because he was one, like when he was Anakin. So and we all know that it's worked on Obi Wan in the past. Yes, hundred percent. Think of the Lawless with Satine. Think of Kadavo. They use your what you perceive as your strength against you as your weakness. And yes, that's it's so good. I love that, but it's also so heartbreaking and and frightening. Yeah, because. Think about all the compassionate people. They might not be force sensitive. They might just be good people who step up to help someone and they immediately get slaughtered because they could be considered enemy of the empire number one. Right, exactly. I mean, if you read the Ahsoka book, this is also happening at the same time that Ahsoka is trying to hide in that book. And she talks about the empire trying to come and I won't give any spoilers, but there's a force sensitive being that she protects because Mm -hmm. she knows that they're after and it's a child. So... You know, I won't say what happens or anything, but they're hunting children. Yeah. Along with adults. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, we saw them do that in Clone Wars. Yeah. They were trying to get that holocron that had a list of Force-sensitive children. And the thing that I'm curious to see if we're going to see this, and I feel pretty confident that we will, that Obi-Wan is aware that he has to smother that part of himself. Mm-hmm. eventually at some point like I'm sure he'll learn the hard way that like you can't be compassionate even though you're a Jedi you're gonna have to turn that part of yourself off I feel like he doesn't care about protecting himself it's Mm-mm. Luke mm-hmm. is his duty and he and I there's a shot here that says when the Jedi their compassion leads a trail they mm-hmm. cut to Owen Uncle Owen's face they do and I, I wanted to talk about that yeah, yeah. so Owen knows too 
Exactly. Owen's well aware he's got to keep it under wraps. Well, and that's why I think he tries to keep Obi-Wan away from Luke. Mm-hmm. You see that in the comics, at least. I'm sure we'll see it in the, the show as well. But Yeah, they didn't get along, those two. Mm-mm. And for good reason. I mean, they're battling over trying to protect the same entity. Right. And I'm glad we're going to get some, I don't know, backstory on Owen and uh, Beru. Yeah. Uh, I think it's necessary because we only see them as old kind of, you know, caregivers in A New yeah. Hope and then they're gone. So I want to I want to see their compassion for their nephew. I, I hope we get to see that. Yeah, I hope we do too. I think that Owen is always a little bit stern, but I'm sure there's got to be a reason that Luke feels so protective of them. So they're, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm really interested to see how they're, if they're going to go into it, they might not. Maybe Luke will just be like a peripheral character, but there's stuff in the comics that implies that Owen and Obi-Wan are contentious for a reason and that Obi-Wan has had to like save Luke's ass a few times mm-hmm. because Luke goes out in the desert and does something mm-hmm. stupid and either stumbles upon like Jabba's goons who are collecting mm-hmm. quote water taxes from people or like runs in with the um the sand people. The other thing too is Obi-Wan is carrying one of the sand people's staffs. I didn't notice this. It's on uh his animal which i still can't remember the name of the animal oh my god i'm so mad at myself he has it strapped to the animal so how does he come upon that that's an excellent question i'll be interested to see i'm sure there'll <laughs> be some fast befriending there is some in the book he earns their respect at one point mm-hmm. but that book is not canon no but obi-wan knows a ton of languages yeah it might be a survival type deal like boba fett out of necessity, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe they give him the cave that he ends up living in. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we've got real this extra est- cave. If no one's there, you might as well use it, man. <laughs> How's the real estate market on Tatooine? Like, Welcome to good the neighborhood. Or- yeah, yeah. Here's a staff. It went. It went well with the other outcasts we found dying by a pit. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, those poor sand people are picking up all the slack. (laughs) (laughs) They really are. They're the hardest working people on Tatooine. (laughs) Totally. Jabba dies and their whole fucking world is just like, oh, we got to take care of this. Oh, we got to take care of this. They're good people. (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) Misunderstood people, I would say. Misunderstood, yeah. and, And so, okay, so after all of that, we get into some shots of the Empire. Oh, yes. What? Eopi. It's an Eopi. It's an Eopi. It came to her. Oh my god. Okay, forgive me. Sorry. (laughs) It just happened like that. I watched it happen. This is how my brain works. (laughs) Well, now we know it's an EOP. Okay, I apologize. Carry on. Obi. Wait, wait, I got this. Obi and his EOP. Obi Wan EOP. Oh. There you go. (laughs) That was like a dad joke. That was bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I apologize. sorry moving on yeah (laughs) i'm sorry you were saying (laughs) oh i was just gonna talk about the empire but that was that was way better (laughs) i don't know we get uh we get shots of what appears to be a downtown looking like coruscant to me but it's a totally different planet it is yeah they then uh, tatooine and obi-wan's on it Yes, and I okay. So I'm interested to know if this is like in concession with what we're seeing, or if it's a flashback, possibly. And this is a bit of a spoiler. Some people might not want to know this, so I'm just saying this here today. Entertainment Weekly came out with an article about how 
Ewan and Hayden got reunited on the set. And apparently he was just on set hitting his mark, ready to start shooting. And everybody on set was not doing anything. (laughs) They were all just standing there like watching. And he was like, I knew something was going on, but I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And then suddenly Vader rounds the corner and comes down the the street that he's standing on. And he was like, oh, that's why everybody's like, he hadn't <laughs> seen Hayden in like 18 years or whatever oh it was. Oh my God, I love that though. Yeah, so oh. it was great. But they say that they do, that's actually like a scene. It wasn't just a moment okay. for them. So right. they actually do have a confrontation, which I know a lot of people are very upset about that being a possibility because they don't want Revenge of the Sith to be undermined. I just don't, I don't know how I feel. I have to see it. It's going to be one of those things because I am so partial to both of these characters that if it's done well, I will be okay with it. If it's not, Mm -hmm. I will voice my opinion. Yeah. I mean, of course, I get very frustrated when Star Wars undermines their characters, which they do kind of a lot, which is really frustrating. They do. They do. I also think this could be fucking amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm okay. So we had, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get, I'm going to get ahead of, going to get ahead of myself. <laughs> I got to calm myself down. Okay. So the other thing, the other thought I had though, about this place is it also very much reminds me of the space station that Cassian is on at the beginning mm. of Rogue One, where he meets that informant. Yes. And this is 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Cassian very well could show up in this show. That is an incredible tie-in. I would he love may, that. Obi-Wan may use him because we know there's a there's a young Leia in this. Mm-hmm. Bale might be the only link to Obi-Wan because we know in A New Hope, Bale enlists Leia to give a message to Obi-Wan. So Bale knows he's alive. I mean, obviously, we know this from Revenge of the Sith. Right. He may know his whereabouts and things because they kept in contact. And Cassian was, was he the original? Uh, what's the code name he uses? Ahsoka uses it. Fulcrum. Fulcrum. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because, well, Saw Guerrero used it first. Oh, that's it. Saw was the first. Then Ahsoka. Then Cassian. Then Ahsoka, then Cassian. And then what's his name from Rebels? Yeah, I can't remember. The, the, turn, the turncoat. He was a, he was a. He oh, was, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to spoil it. I won't spoil it because we just told people to go <laughs> to go watch Rebels. And I know there's people who listen to us that have not seen Rebels. So, But we know that Cassian has been in the room with Mon Mothma and Bail mm-hmm. Organa. Mm-hmm. So it's possible mm-hmm. that he could be a go-between or, yes. uh, I mean, there's a yeah. real possibility there. And I would be very happy to, to yes. put Obi-Wan and Cassian Andor together would be so cool. And it would be good business decision because the Cassian show is coming. So exactly. Cross promotion. <laughs> Take our marketing advice. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but Cassian said in Rogue One that he's been a part of the rebellion for a long time. You know, so it is possible. And I heard someone else, someone else uh, left me a comment on Instagram saying Kanan could be in the show. <gasps> oh. Like Kanan oh. and Hera could show up, which would be really cool. Okay, cardiac arrest. It just happened again. I break <laughs> I, I grab the wall. <laughs> You're clutching your pearls. <laughs> I am clutching my pearls. I'll take either. Yeah. Or put them all together. All and just three. I don't <laughs> kill care. Us just, all. It's a party. It's a rebellion party with Vader down the street. I love it. So. 
These are all great theories. Uh, well, we're saying them here first, so we'll see what happens. But yes, I am very interested in this spacey city, planet, whatever. It looks super cool. It looks a little cyberpunky. Yeah. Like with the neon, you know, and the, yeah. and the low the low lights and kind of the seedy atmosphere. And then Obi-Wan's creeping around in his hood, which, as I texted you, yeah. gave me big time Duchess of Mandalore episode vibes. Like when yes. him and Satine are walking around in their robes trying to talk to each other, but not appear as though they're talking to each other in Clone Wars. <laughs> that I was like, okay, I'm into this. Well, maybe we'll see him kick the shit out of somebody. I'm for it. I would love to see that. But he's going to have to do it without a lightsaber. I mean, he's probably going to have to bury that thing. Well, I think in the sequence, which um, the shot I'm looking at right now looks so Blade Runner-y to me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's so cool. But there's a sequence where you see the seventh sister or whoever she is, she like jumps off a beam and then like Obi-Wan's hiding behind, well... You see a person with a blaster hiding behind something that looks very much yes. like the Reiko Hardeen arc. Uh, and, insanely. Yes. And I got a screenshot of it with his head up and you can see the person crouching down with a blaster has a white collar and a hood on like Obi-Wan. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's him on the rooftop fighting with a blaster, which is really... Well, I would love to see this. Me too. <laughs> and And he flips his hair back. Girl boner. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> this whole show is going to be that. We're That's be... all. The whole thing. Oh, shit. But so. yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm loving everything I'm seeing. I'm just very excited. <laughs> then we get the helicopter lightsaber <laughs> that people refer, people refer to it as the helicopter saber, but it's the spinning double blade yeah. that the Inquisitors use. I was happy to see that. Darth Maul would be so pissed if he saw that. Somewhere out there, Darth Maul is fucking envious. Or like <laughs> feeling like these Inquisitors are no-talent ass clowns who That's it. can't That's it. spin their own lightsabers. Yeah, amateurs. But <laughs> exactly, it's it was smart of them to do. It was smart of them to bring in from Rebels yeah. because they'll market the fuck out of that. The next thing they're going to sell at <laughs> Sabi's workstation or whatever the fuck it's called in, in, in Batu, you know, yeah. the, the, yes. the fucking lightsaber shop. Yeah. Yes. Going to be a spinny blade. <laughs> you yeah. can pay extra for the rotating. <laughs> they'll probably, it'll, it'll probably happen. So the words that show up mm. on screen between darkness and, and defeat, hope survives. Yeah. But the the person they show after they say hope survives is Obi-Wan. Yeah. It's implied to be Luke because Luke is the new hope. Right. But Obi-Wan is the hope that survives. He is because without him, yeah. what do you have? I mean, there's Leia. There's Leia too. She's well protected. Luke right. is much more, because uh, Bale's playing kind of a two-faced game. But mm-hmm. he's he's the right person to play it. But Luke is vulnerable. He's yeah. on the planet that Anakin's from. He's with family members who might know or suspect. Uh, it's just this. He's. I think he's in a more vulnerable position, and that's why Obi Wan is the hope referred to. We see obviously, and I've read this in articles too, where Ewan is talking about the character that like Obi Wan's really in a bad place when they pick up here in the story, and we see with Alec Guinness that somehow. He must make peace with the situation he's in. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's going to go through a dark 
period. But like, it'll be very interesting to see how he works through that and finds purpose and like finds hope because clearly he has a bit of a sense of humor still by the time a new hope comes around. Mm -hmm. I mean, the words themselves that show up between darkness and defeat, hope survives. That could just mean what Obi-Wan's going through. Yeah, darkness exactly. and defeat but his hope which is why we love this character is that he perseveres despite all of this horrific shit happening to him to over and over and over and over yes and there is going to be darkness and he already said they've been defeated they lost i mean that would be a hard fucking pill to swallow as someone in the republic army you know a That's jedi a bit, like his character, it's like, it's on the massive scale of the entire galaxy. And then it's on like yeah. such a very small personal scale as well. That like, not yes. only was it his best friend, but also all the other loss that he, in in that comes with Order 66. You know, he loses Cody. He loses Rex. He loses Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. He loses Anakin. He loses all the Jedi. And the few that he knew that survived, they all split up. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you gotta go, you gotta go silent. Yeah. Radio silent. I wonder if he ever gets in touch with Ahsoka ever again. Well, in the book, she tries to reach out to Obi-Wan and Anakin through the Force, not knowing what happened, right? I mean, she she had this sense that Anakin had turned, but she tried to reach them anyway. And it was like closed doors. Like, there was nothing. She was hitting a wall. There wasn't even an echo of their Force signature. is why I wonder if Obi-Wan does, like, what Luke does on Octu, where he just, Mm -hmm. like... Because... If you are a Force-sensitive being, and I don't know if Inquisitors are all Force-sensitive, but I know some of them are for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're like a beacon, especially after the Empire begins because all the Jedi have been killed out. So if you're registering anything in the Force and someone is looking for that specifically, you're going to be like an alarm bell ringing. 100%. It makes me wonder if he like closed himself off from the Force for a while. Because he can't really be a Jedi. He can't be compassionate. He can't do all the things that he normally would do to help people. Like, he would have to just be a regular person now. Does he know how to do that? I guess we're going to find out. I think it would probably be pretty hard at first. It would be very hard. That's a terrible... That's a, that's, a, that's a transition that would have to be fast and not easy at all. Yeah. But if anyone can do it, it's him. Yeah, I was thinking about how if he's able to go through all of this shit... And still find a way to be hopeful and care mm-hmm. for Luke. He truly is like the best Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And watching him just in this trailer, watching Luke really brings it home what happens in A New Hope. You know what I mean? How yeah. he's, he is completely okay with dying in that moment to save what he spent the better second half of his life protecting. I mean, it's it's actually quite peaceful and, and nice. And I think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get to see how what happens in this show really lends to that moment where he just accepts the f- his finality. Yeah. You know, in human form. Yeah, it was his choice at least at yeah. that point then. Yeah. And that is something that after seeing all the Jedi get <laughs> what is screen rant or whatever said they were taken out like a bunch of punks <laughs> <laughs> like all of them shot in the back basically and like not wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's like obi-wan in that moment actually gets to choose how he mm-hmm. dies and that to like a, a person of honor or like a soldier or a samurai like that's a very i mean meaningful choice to be able to make that decision vikings yourself. Yeah. Do not consider themselves successful unless they die in battle with honor. Right. And granted, this was not battle, 
but it was on a personal level mm-hmm. of like, okay, this is this is how I die. This is who I die fighting. It's appropriate, and this is who I this is who I die for. Yeah, which is appropriate. I mean, it's full fucking circle. It's yeah. beautiful. Well, and they're gonna have to find a way to like move Obi Wan from Revenge of the Sith, where he's like probably feeling really torn up and like what a horrible experience to really like fight your best friend and mutilate them and leave them for dead and then spend 18 years questioning all your decisions and feeling like possibly a failure but also like where did i go wrong you know these Mm -hmm. and then when he faces vader in a new hope he's very like righteous you know he's he's actually believes what he's saying that like you're an agent of evil and like everything you've done it doesn't matter what your intention was you've done Mm -hmm. a lot of harm that's pretty interesting that the character can move into that position. So this is where that's going to happen. So I wonder, yeah. you know, if the the showrunners are really good, the Kenobi series has like a lot to sink their teeth into that could be really, really satisfying for the audience. And I hope they're brave enough to go there. Me too. This has to be a dark, we said it before, this has to be a darker, grittier show in order to tackle the things that await them. In yeah, order and to get us to that point. Exactly. And it will be... You got to bring people low. And I don't mean like, like completely destroy them. We don't, I don't need that in my life, but you still have to show the character (laughs) getting like really low down and like being in like rock bottom Mm -hmm. so that when they transition back into their power, it's really satisfying for the audience. Yes. That's the way it will become meaningful. (laughs) Obi-Wan. I'm having, I'm in my feels right now. Just, you're, you're talking. I'm looking at him on my screen, on the trailer. Like, it's freeze framed on his face. Like, it's just, we finally got the goddamn trailer. (laughs) It's beautiful. So the trailer ends, as it should have, with Vader's breathing in the background. (laughs) Letting us all know. Anakin can't let Obi-Wan have a moment. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to come in there. And make himself known. <laughs> you can't have a Kenobi without a Skywalker. That's <laughs> yeah. what they said in Clone Wars. And I don't give a fuck if he's in Vader's outfit now. Those two are tied together for the rest of their fucking lives. Yeah. And they're tied together in this trailer as well. We know he's showing up. We know Hayden is back. And I'm excited to see what they do with it. There's going to be flashbacks, allegedly, to Clone Wars era. There is so much. <laughs> I just, okay, so like when the Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out, Marvel, I was overwhelmed beyond words every fucking week with every episode, just because I'm a Bucky fan. I'm a Captain America fan. I was a fan of the show. I loved every moment of it. This, if I was overwhelmed then, this is going to be on an exponential scale unknown to humankind. And I'm going to need a breathing machine after every episode. I've heard a bunch of people say that they might actually die from the show. Like, so here's our promise to you, most things Kenobi listeners, is that every episode we are going to do a review every single week until the show is over. Yeah. And we'll get it out every Tuesday as we usually do. So I may not have the volume that I may have like initially, which is great for all like headphone users. Um <laughs> But I'm going to need that time to scrape myself off the floor, compose myself, and get on here and talk with you about it, because we're both going to be going crazy. I mean, this, hopefully, (laughs) 
Hopefully. I'm pretty sure we're going to have strong feelings one way or another. One way or another. I mean, <laughs> look, we are going to be honest. We're not going to like everything, nor should we. Yeah. But we'll critique it with, you know, a fair eye, I think. And we've, I think we've been pretty fair. Yeah. In our critiques of things. I mean, we... I don't give a fuck about the Inquisitor's head being the shape of Humpty Dumpty. I don't care. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. There's uh, other things we need to worry about here. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't care at all. I really wish, though, they had just hired Jason Isaacs to play him. Like, why didn't they? I'm not sure. And I also would like to know the answer to that. But I'm sure there's reasons. I'm sure. But he's the voice of the Inquisitor in the show. Yeah, I know. And it just... He, he looks... Like, Oh, yes, he's so... Like, he's Lucius Malfoy. How can you get more frightening than that? So, like, come on. And he has a much thinner face, so they could have just left it alone. I mean, more shaped like the character. (laughs) Right. I went back for a minute when I was doing research for our Hera episode, and I found something I had totally forgotten about, which is definitely one of the creepiest things about Rebel, is when the Inquisitor traps Kanan, like, lures Kanan, Yes. Using Luminara's corpse. Oh, like uh, that. Okay, on a, I I kind of love that. I do too. It's good and so sick. It's so <laughs> gross and it is perfect. It's like uh, that's an ability I didn't think was possible or possible to be on a kids show. But like, yeah. it was just creepy enough and unsettling. I'll say unsettling. It was very unsettling. And so good. I, I loved it. It was it one was... of those moments where while you're watching, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, this is, oh, God, her face. Oh, wow. You know, and then I had to go to Google search images, image search. Mm-hmm. So I could get like a still of her when she turns rather like yeah, skeletal. Like a, like a corpse. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I love shit like that. It was good. They could do stuff like this in the show. I mean, they clearly have got some Jedi bodies laying around I, I would love to see it just once if they could pull it off that would be insane that would be oh insane dude. Oh i don't God. know if they'll have i don't know if they'll have the balls to do it but they did it on a fucking kid show but it was a Seriously. cartoon yeah so they could like control it a bit i guess i yeah. mean they could in live action i'm sure i don't dude, know we're gonna get be... a lot of dude, we're gonna get a lot of surprises <laughs> i hope that's one of them <laughs> the possibilities are endless it made me feel very excited i'm I was excited, but really nervous about this show. And now I feel very excited. I I think it was really well done trailer. I'm satisfied. Very satisfied. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this and all of our rundowns when we do them because it's going to be nonstop ridiculousness. I know. We're going to be so (laughs) tired by the time the show's done with six weeks worth of material. It'll be a speed run of epic proportions. (laughs) It will be. But it's worth it. And I will say... It's going to be a great birthday present for me because yes. my birthday is May 21st and yes. this couldn't be a couldn't get a better no. gift than this. It's our it's basically our 1 year anniversary of the podcast. It's mm-hmm. your birthday and it's fucking Kenobi. I know. The best of all worlds. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As you and McGregor says, that's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us for this emergency Kenobi broadcast. Join us next week. We're going to pick up where we left off with our episode about Hera Syndulla. Uh, That is barring no other crazy Kenobi shit happens between now and then. So we'll see you back here next week. 
thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple, if you would please. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>